I'm Tracy Kitten with Information Security Media Group. I'm here with Kevin Epstein of Proofpoint talking about internet hygiene, anti-phishing solutions, and some of the differences in threat data and threat intelligence that you see here at the conference this year. Kevin, with that in mind, let's go ahead and open up with some discussion about what is the difference between threat data and threat intelligence. Sure. So, Tracy, we see a lot of companies at RSA this year talking about threat intelligence. It's clearly the, the new buzzword at RSA this year. And unfortunately, if you walk the floor, many of them talk about how many data points they have, how many threat forensics they have. It's sort of how big a barrel of, of fingerprints uh, can I collect? And unfortunately, having a barrel of fingerprints won't necessarily help you solve a crime if you have no way of linking those bits of data, if you have no form of correlation. The difference to us between threat data and threat correlation or threat intelligence is threat data is I have a pile of malware forensics. Threat intelligence is I have malware forensics that can be correlated so that if I receive an inbound attack, I can actually tell you about the actors, about their command and control structure. I can give you predictive information for what's going to happen next so that you can take, again, proactive effort and proactive uh, action to uh, protect yourself. Yeah, it's a, it's a philosophical difference and it's a different way of looking at how we approach threat intelligence and, and detection. A, a philosophical and a practical one. Again, threat data will tell you what happened to you. Threat intelligence will tell you, based on what happened, what's about to happen to you. It's the difference between knowing a vandal threw a brick through your window and knowing that uh, someone threw a brick through your window to get the keys to come back later tonight and steal the jewels out of the safe. Right, right, exactly. You can be a little bit more proactive in the future. So with that in mind, there have been some other philosophical differences that you and I have discussed briefly, and that comes to how we address phishing, um, the best way to prevent phishing. And there has been a lot of discussion in the industry of late about educating employees. Think Before You Click, I think, has been a campaign that we've talked about quite a bit in the last 24 months. Uh, but you bring some good points up, Kevin. You know, education is a piece of it, but education alone is not obviously preventing phishing, and that's because the human is involved. You know, we are all curious animals. Uh, that's the difference between us and computers, is that a computer, you can give instructions and it will execute them in a wonderfully predictable, boring way, exactly the same every time. And uh, we can listen to the same lessons and have the best of intentions, and somehow at 10 in the morning, when you're surrounded by inbound email and one comes in with that important voicemail, you click. Clicks happen. Everyone clicks. You talked earlier about automation and how automation could be used to help prevent phishing. How can you define automation? What do you mean when you say automation? Sure. So it's a combination of detection and automation. In the uh, Use an airport analogy. When we all walk through the airport, there's the metal detector, which detects if you're an active threat. And then in specific cases, if you're suspicious enough, you can be followed by an air marshal, which makes sure that you don't become a threat. Similarly, in the world of phishing, you want to have an initial detection system. But because the URLs in email are morphic, they can become bad later if someone mounts something on a website, you really want to follow those for the rest of your journey, the rest of the email's journey, and detect whether something is bad when people click, not just when the email's delivered. Is this DMARC, or is this something different than DMARC when you talk about automation? You know, I'd include DMARC as an excellent security technology, but this is something different. DMARC will validate whether the inbound email came from a known server. Unfortunately, if an attacker's compromised that server, DMARC won't tell you whether the URL itself is malicious. We've seen multiple cases where very legitimate corporations send weekly newsletters that are whitelisted, and unfortunately the destination URLs in those newsletters this week turn out to be lethal. 
So let's talk a little bit about how the fishing attacks themselves have changed and the targets that they're aimed at. So historically we've seen fishing attacks aimed at the layperson, the consumer, someone who probably isn't quite that savvy. But today we see attacks targeting businesses more often. Absolutely. And in fact, looking at the analysis in Proofpoint's latest report, The Human Factor, we determined this is the year attackers went corporate. So we've seen a distinct shift from last year where it was individuals responding to order confirmations or financial warnings about credit card compromises to this year, middle management being targeted with emails that talk about an urgent voicemail, an urgent e-fax that arrive generally between 7 and 10 a.m. on Tuesday mornings, or the height of business hours. It's a tough time to be a middle manager. So we've talked about anti-phishing education. It's a piece of it. It doesn't necessarily work, especially if it doesn't work on its own. You've mentioned that there are three layers that you would recommend to prevent phishing. What are those three layers, Kevin? We think of the three layers as blocking, detection, and response. So in order, blocking is all about making sure as little malicious uh, email and social media comes in as possible. Again, using the airport analogy, that's your initial metal detector. Block the obvious. Some things are less obvious. They're less subtle. A URL may not be bad yet. So you need the air marshal. You need the thing that follows your email for the rest of its lifetime and detects as soon as possible when a URL goes bad, when something goes bad. Lastly, of course, since, again, occasionally things will be clicked before the detection system kicks in, you need a response technology, something that will recognize the moment someone's computer is compromised, see the command and control information, and take immediate action to isolate and quarantine that system from the rest of the network. Kevin, I want to thank you again for your time. Tracy, a pleasure. Always a pleasure to be here. Again, we've just heard from Kevin Epstein of Proofpoint. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tracy Kitten.